It's been a long time, but we're back. Welcome to the Unmasked Podcast. This is at C. Toline, and I am joined by the beautiful Southern Cynic and Akira. Hey, ladies, what's up? Hi. I I feel like I am so disoriented right now. (laughs) Like just like the past couple of days. (laughs) Days, years. It's been years, hon. For real. And then, and then for them to come and then for Sam to come with that episode and hit us like that. You remember um towards the end of season one where Elliot is all, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> that pretty much describes how I feel, how I felt the past couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. I rewatched it again today and I was still like, you know what's gonna happen, but I'm still like amped up. It's mm-hmm. like my heart is beating fast. Wow, Sam is like taking no prisoners, and we have 12 episodes. Yes. I don't know. This is going to be a long season. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'm yeah. ready for the craziness. He tried to tell us that we were not ready. He tried to tell us. Yeah, and, and, our, and our beloved Grant, Carrie Grant Chang, if you're not following him on Twitter, you need to, but I, I was on Instagram with Grant. He's been keeping me fed these these two years on Instagram and he sent me a, a message he's like I don't even know what to tell you don't miss Sunday because it's gonna be spoiled right away he was just like so amped up because he went to the premiere so I knew it was gonna be good but I wasn't expecting any of that good um, I'm completely floored yelling at my tv it's been a while since I actually screamed out loud and in the commercial free, it's like I appreciate you didn't get a break. that, but also, can I get some oxygen? Can, for real? <laughs> yes. But I guess that's what we get for not, you know, we when we get a break, as long as we've had, and then we jump right back into it. It's like okay, we kind of we got kind of got to make up for that lost time. Yeah, for real. I think we should have like done some kind of prep work. We should have been doing cardio some squats, something. (laughs) I have to do a yoga, but it didn't help. (laughs) Uh, The only time I get to do yoga is during the summer. I should do it more often because yoga is actually, I like it a lot. Yeah, you could be planking and watching Mr. Robot, but you couldn't live tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Southern Um, Cynic is like, what's a plank? (laughs) exercise I don't this language you people speak I just drink wine I know it's like <laughs> is yoga exercise I don't think so Mm-mm. yeah it's almost like therapy for your body it but is yeah let's get into this episode because we have been teasing this people have talked to us on Twitter about things they want us to discuss and we will honor that because we love y'all for sticking with us so Oh my God. So first of all, I loved how the episode just streamless, seamlessly picked up from the end of the last season with this conversation between Angela and Price. And I remember tweeting, Angela has woken up. Like she's back on her bullshit. She's ready to tear shit down. And then we see the reaction from Price 
we see Angela looking and I felt like that scene was so scary because they're looking. We see Price panicked for the first time and we don't know what they're looking at. So it's just all up to our imagination. Like we know it's the dark army, but still it's like, I wanted that camera to pan and show me what they were seeing coming for them. And the fact that they didn't do that just made it so much worse for me as the viewer. Yeah, Sam wanted you to see the terror in their their eyes and wonder. Oh. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, I like while watching the scene develop um, when Angela was all, "I know how to take her down." I was just like, "That's my girl, Angela. Don't fuck with her when she sets her mind to something." And I swear, like. I, like, as soon as that tweet finally posted, then we saw what we saw. And I'm just like, what the? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I think it was, I was just so overcome with the emotion that the scream couldn't leave my, it, there was no sound. I just silently screamed at my TV, what the fuck? I, I uh, couldn't, yeah, people, I couldn't. Yeah, but, and also I tweeted the same thing too. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Well, that wasn't the tweet, but um, yeah. No one, ex yeah. no one expects a character, and I know Southern Cynic, it took you a while to get on the Angela train, but I've been down for Angela since season one. Mm -hmm. Someone who's grown so much as a character, we've seen the rise and fall of Angela. I think of Angela season one when she's with Ollie, you know, that Angela to the Angela we see. Um in season three and I'm like did he really just do this to us like it hasn't even been five minutes <laughs> yep he did that <laughs> uh, I mean bringing it bringing it back around to Joanna too and, and mm. making sure that we knew she was dead by flashing that picture while Elliot was talking to Mr. Robot well, so, yeah. are we sure because I have a question this is, I've been seeing this on the Twitterverse. Is Angela dead? And I'm going to ask you ladies to respond. So when we see Angela be shot, she is definitely being shot from behind. But mm -hmm. Southern Cynic, when we see the picture, she has been shot from the front. So we know that this show doesn't make mistakes. So why would they show us her clearly being shot from behind, another shot, again with her laying down but when we see the picture it's a shot between the you know well you have to think well it's probably an exit wound like not all shots to the head result in you know your head being completely blown off it may just be an exit wound from the back to the front and i think if you go back and you watch you can actually see the blood spray from the first shot I saw her hair move because I was looking. I didn't pause it because, you know, rest in peace, Angela, trauma. What do you think, Akira? Uh, I agree with Southern Cynic. I think that it is an exit wound. And I think when I first watched it, I was so just caught up in the emotions of it that I didn't even notice the second shot. Um, but then when I watched it again, um, then I noticed the second shot. And yeah, double tapped her. Yeah, they were yeah, like, oh, yeah, sure. it's all about that double tap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that it is, uh, it's probably an exit wound. 
But the one thing that I also saw on Twitter with related to Angela and being that it was White Rose that was behind it, um, Sam really did set us up with uh, basically we're at an ultimate fork in the trail of like, okay, where do we go? Because, you know, some of us are not feeling so happy toward happy with white rose because of that. But then at the same time, it's like, well, wait a minute, this project that white rose is working on. What if there is some, what if it is possible that people could come back? And then with that, that might be making you kind of sort of root for white rose yeah. In, a bit, in a way. You're so. right. You're right. Because I tweeted, how can I both love White Rose and hate her at the exact same time? Like, I'm going to always stand a queen. And every time she comes on the screen, I'm gasping. And Mr. B.D. Wong, I don't even have the words. He is killing it. He's always killing it. His posture in that gown. just Oh, my um, God, that gown. I want it. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're begging, Grant. We know you're listening. I'm ready for the fits. Okay, yes, come Twelve on. More episodes of yes. White Rose and her fits. Yeah, yes. I told, I um, messaged Grant and I'm like, can I just get a wig? Can I just can you get BD to get me a wig? And now I want that dress too, but it would be like, come to my knees. <laughs> <laughs> It would be a train on me. <laughs> you would look lovely in Regal, my girl. Okay, so let's get back to this. So after this happens, we see Price. I don't think we've ever seen him this upset. I mean, I appreciated that so much. And of course, White Rose has to call because she's always listening. She's always there. Um, when she said, I'm sorry for your loss, I'm like, the shade. You just killed his daughter and you said, I'm so sorry for your loss. The only and hung thing up that, on him too. I know. The only thing that could have been better if, if she had said um, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> oh my God. But you have to question why is Price being kept around? Because, you know, White Rose is all about her timelines. She told us that there's an expiration date for Mr. Alderson. You know, Angela, you know, is gone. She gets rid of those she no longer needs or who are no longer useful for her. And I'm, I'm wondering, what, what is Price bringing to the, the picture? What is he doing for her that no one else can do? I don't know if he's doing anything for her other than this is just a continuation of their vendetta with each other. Because even he said to Angela, you know, she's just petty. She is. She's this is about bitch. me. Mm -hmm. And she has dangled Angela in front of him for the longest time as a warning to him to step in line and, you know, but step out of my way. And he never heeded the call. And I have no sympathy for him and his little crocodile tears. I really don't because Angela's death is really on him. If he had left her alone to begin with and not dragged mm -hmm. her into this, mm -hmm. she would not have been on White Rose's radar. Truth. What do you yeah. think of Kira? What do you think about Price? Well, with Price, like, I mean, like you say that, or like Price said that, oh, he feels that White Rose went after Angela um, as a petty move, but also at the same time, I mean, but I find it hard to believe that anything that White Rose does is just petty. White Rose is very calculated in everything that she does. So 
But then also at the same time, I think that she is keeping maybe, I would say maybe keeping Price around because he is, Price is a puppet for her to kind of play with. Um, and maybe also using Angela's death to kind of get him back in line. Maybe. Um, cause maybe, uh, cause thinking back to, uh, what, uh, White Rose's new assistant said was that, um, oh, Elliot needs to be kept on a short lease and reminded what happens or whatever. Um, and then that's when White Rose says, okay, well send him a reminder of what happens mm -hmm. if there's any interference. So I think that Angela's death is probably um, what that message was to Price. All right, if there's any other, for, if there, you yeah. know, you intervened in getting, you know, trying to take Angela to your house, you really thought that that was going to get her, you know, away mm -hmm. and safe. So, yeah, I think that in that way, Angela's death was that message that, okay, if you interfere with my plans any further, then yeah. Yeah, and, and you saying that um, uh, uh, White Rose telling Wayne Shu to send him a reminder, that's probably why they sent the picture mm -hmm. to Elliot. Um, and speaking of Wayne Shu, um, at Mr. Rewatch Podcast asked us on Twitter, what do we think of the new assistant? Because everyone knows we have an, a, a great affinity for Grant Rose and for Grant. So uh, Southern Cynic, what do you think of this new assistant? Well, we only got maybe, what, two minutes of a scene with her? Yeah, and I that. love her. I love her. She's very outspoken, very, um, very determined. She, she, mm -hmm. she wants to be heard. She's not afraid to tell White Rose what she's thinking. And I wonder how that's going to play out with the rest of the season, because we remember that Grant told Rose, you know, what he thought ought to be done, but mm -hmm. we see what happened to him in the end so I'm just interested in seeing how their dynamic rolls for the next 12 episodes yeah 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 if she's gonna get <clears throat> as involved as Grant was <laughs> yeah. like I want to know is she is she gonna mm. be you know pulling the trigger on somebody later yeah. on yeah I feel like oh yeah I, I love that they have the women in these um kind of deadly roles because the way her eyes lit up when White Rose gave her the the go ahead to send him a message, I was like, she's gonna do some messy stuff, and I'm here for it. But you're she also right. Her work. I can tell she enjoys her work. Oh, she does. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She does, and she don't like Elliot at all. At all. No. No. So mm -hmm. she's probably was watching Grant handle Elliot and thinking he's not even doing this right. They need to let me step up. And now she's having her chance and she's definitely not going to drop the ball. But I do appreciate what you said because I remember last season, one of the first tweets we tweeted at um, Grant was that you need to shut up because you're going to die. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. But I think the difference between the Grant as the assistant and Wang Shu is that Grant started to be more selfish and think more about what he wanted as far as being possessive of White Rose and we don't see that yet with Wang Shu. What do you think of this new assistant, Akira? Uh, the new assistant, definitely feeling her out, um, being that it's only the first episode. Um, when she started saying the things that she was saying about how Elliot needs to be kept in line and this and that, I started to have that 
moment of like, um, girl, are you sure you want to be talking like this? Cause, um, yeah, <laughs> cause, uh, but I think that there's, even though she is outspoken and Grant also had his moments where he was outspoken towards white Rose. Um, I think that she handles her outspokenness differently than Grant did, mm-hmm. you know, rather because um, my interpretation of how Grant was re- always referring to Elliot pretty much just said that, oh, Elliot kind of just needs to be taken out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the new assistant, she's pretty much just saying she recognizes that Elliot has a value, serves a purpose to White Rose. And her goal is basically just to say, okay, yeah, I may not like him, but we still need to keep him in line. So, you know, she's got that end goal to, you know, seeing the big picture that he's vital to what White Rose needs to get done. So basically the only thing is to keep him in line and then afterwards do whatever. So it's like, yeah, they both have the idea that, yeah, Elliot eventually needs to be taken out, but she's like, let's let him serve his purpose, like White Rose says, and then you can do away with him. When his uh, when he expires, his expiration date. And all this happens before the opening credits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we see the opening credits and we know, according to White Rose, um, it was October. And now when the opening credits, it's December. So it's two months since her project is supposed to be moved to the Congo. It's two years for us as watchers, but it's only been two months in Elliot's world, and it's about to be 2016. Um, So what struck me about the opening is that the 5-9 hack has been reversed. It's only been two months, but it looks like a scene from, you know, a Frank Capra movie. Everyone is happy. It's like the perfect Christmas in New York. Mm -hmm. And what we saw last season, it looked like the middle of a war zone. There were like security checkpoints. People are behind um, fences. There's garbage everywhere. Everything is gray. And now a mere two months later, it's like nothing even happened. And I wonder if that's Sam's kind of commentary on America. I'm about to get too political. So you guys can fast forward if you want to. But I wonder if it's Sam's commentary on how quickly we as Americans forget these tragedies that are happening to us like every day. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't wasn't that part of Elliot's monologue yep. in the office that mm-hmm. we get complacent? It, you, something happens and within five days, it's move on to something else, you know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and then... Definitely agree with that. And also, we're just, yeah, we're conditioned to it. And it's almost like the people who, like the people, organizations or whatever that, I can't even think of the words, but it, yeah, it's, it's expected of us. Like the, I guess like the people with the power to like actually make these bad things not happen, they can still like, um, you know, party it up and do whatever, make, you know, for them, it's almost like nothing, for them, it is like nothing ever happened because they never were really affected by five, mm-hmm. nine when it went down. So for them, it's kind of like, oh, nothing ever happened. Um, but yeah, we are too complacent and too conditioned to be like, okay. And it, it just feels like it doesn't even matter. Like, okay, we have another tragedy and another tragedy and the next tragedy. And it's like, you know, I pretty, like, lately with any, with most tragedies, it's kind of like, 
all right, you know, we got another one that happened. How many days is this going to be the talk on the news? How many yeah. politicians are going to do their thoughts and prayers mess? And then it's going to be on to the next thing. <sighs> I mean, and, and, and also just throwing money at the problem, which is what, yeah. Uh, you remember that news broadcast in the cab? It was Tyrells and eCoins giving out loans to help people get back on their feet. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just go. Which is gonna make right back to the hand you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's gonna make eCore even richer. <laughs> it's yeah. not like they're not helping you yeah. by giving you a loan. There's interest on that loan. A thirty dollar cab ride that lasted what thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. real. That's yeah. real though. Yeah. So people are right back to where they were before, not questioning anything because mm-hmm. they have their funds back. So why question the system? Everything is copacetic now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what did the newscasters say? The guy, the good guys actually landed on top or something. And I was like, something if you like only that. knew, if you like only that knew. That sad picture of Tyrell. <laughs> oh, Lord. Let's just talk about Tyrell. Tyrell finally has what he wants. Could he be more miserable? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, uh, for me, I just viewed it as a situation of you've always wanted this, but did you imagine that it would come at that cost? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't think that he expect, he, yeah, he, he never expected to lose Joanna. So he just, I think already like foresaw himself as CEO with Joanna and their child and everything else. But he had to know that going after what you want and going after what he wanted, there was going to be a price to pay for it. But I don't think he imagined that that would be the price that he would not only lose Joanna, but also lose his baby in the process. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's caused him to do some soul searching that it's like, okay, this is what I wanted. I've lost this. And to make matters even you know, even worse, the thing that I thought I wanted that was going to bring all this, this power, whatever he thought that it was going to bring him. It's just nothing but a damn name. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I can see him sitting back in that chair, just replaying that whole speech that Price gave him in his apartment. Mm -hmm. You know, he's just a puppet. He's just a puppet. Well, I also imagine him, you know, like just looking at the like ice glaze vision of going in his eyes like you know that the wheels in his head are turning and i'm just thinking who are you plotting to beat the shit out of well like i imagine you want to beat the shit out of santiago but you can't really do that right now because Irvin beat you to that (laughs) he he's directionalist without somebody you know telling him what to do so Mm -hmm. joanna's gone now that is true and um i don't know if he's in communication with Mr. Robot. So who's going to step up and tell Tyrell what to do, what to do. And you cannot break a man that deeply. You can't do what you did to Tyrell and expect nothing in return. Like he's not going to be docile. Mm -hmm. And if, if Elliot gets to him in the state that he's in, girl, I want to see it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they teased us last season when he brought them gloves out to go at it with Mr. Robot. So mm-hmm. we know he got a box of them. So, yeah. 
<laughs> oh Lord. Okay, let's talk about the most disgusting moment of the episode. Freddie Lomax. Shout out to Freddie Mercury. Congratulations to Rami for your awards. Awesome. But Freddie Lomax. OMG. I felt that the scene with the little girl. That was too much for me, personally. Like, in the past, when Elliot has gotten these pedophiles, he just kind of talks about it, but they don't show us that graphically. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, that made me so uncomfortable. It made me so uncomfortable. But Freddie was just like an idiot from the start to the almost finish. Oh, he called himself a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A dumbass like me. Do you think they would tell me anything? exactly yeah like yeah uh, yeah him i don't even know if i have anything to say about freddie freddie met the right end he did he really (laughs) did i mean the only thing he did right was remembering to um set off the honey pot but i mean that was so telegraphed like you could see it on his i don't know i feel like i could see on his face that he was obviously lying that there was something more to that name from mm-hmm. the get-go but you know I feel like that's also showing that Elliot is missing all these red flags because he's so focused on this revenge for Angela that you know he's just kind of being reckless mm-hmm. um right now yeah um, I was like uh, when Freddie was like can you protect me and that completely jarred mm-hmm. Elliot mm-hmm. like I couldn't imagine that he wouldn't know what to say or do to get him out of that situation and I, I guess going through his head he couldn't protect Angela he couldn't protect Mowgli and Trenton it was just all he was triggered by those words I don't know that little snippet of a scene him stressed out about how to answer that question and not being able to I didn't even think about that I think yeah. you're absolutely right Because, I mean, if you think about from season one to now, I was thinking about how many people Darlene has lost, but also the amount of people who put their faith in Elliot, whether it was the Mr. Robot persona or Elliot himself, and the fact that all these people have died, that he hasn't been able to live up to, you know, this pedestal that they placed him on. That's, yeah, that's a really good. And shout out to Rami for his Tom Cruise moment. <laughs> his sprint. I'm laughing so hard. But also shout out to like this. I love how they're showing us um, when they were in the train and they did this great editing of um, Christian Slater's voice into Rami's voice. And that was like our first setup that they really have. They are working together. And on the train in the background, there was this poster that was shift control. I don't know if you, and I was like, yeah, that's that's exactly what's happened is that they have shifted control. And now it's Mr. Robot who is kind of talking Elliot down and the recklessness. And before we'd always seen Elliot trying to figure out what Mr. Robot is out out to do and to kind of talk him from these grand plans and it's been this complete switch which I'm I'm really appreciating what do you guys think of this new relationship I'm for it I I think we've seen them go at each other I mean from the 
that one episode in season three where we're seeing Elliot pretty much getting the shit knocked out of him mm-hmm. um, right before the 70, right before the buildings collapsed. Um, but yeah, I think that they're better when they have a mutual interest, a common goal to work towards together. Um, and they can kind of be that yang yang to each other where right now Elliot is so he's got tunnel vision to what he wants to accomplish that he is kind of, that he does have blinders on to certain things. And um, Mr. Robot is able to try to be that voice of reason um, and telling him like, okay, well you're letting your feelings get, get, you know, get in the way of this and this and this, you want to go after this name, this person that Freddie gave us, but we don't have enough to go on. Mm -hmm. Um, but then Elliot, is, you know, gives that whole speech and then he ends up with, fuck my feelings and this and that. And it's like, um, you might want to listen to Mr. Robot because he's got a point there. <laughs> he really does. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm all for them working together now. Um, interesting thing, though, when um, uh, Mr. Robot actually addressed us um, rather than Elliot, Rather than it being Elliot talking to us, you know, Mr. Robot was just, you know, I don't give a shit about you, but he does. So, you know, um, so in some way, shape or form, you, us, the friend does serves a purpose. But he's like, all right, even though even though I don't think you serve any purpose, I'll let you stick around because he's going to need you in the end. Ooh, Southern Cynic, are you ready to be needed in this way? (laughs) (laughs) Always. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm concerned about their relationship. I mean, it seems copacetic now, you know, um, but I, I feel like at some point, Elliot is going to step out of line and possibly go too far. And Mr. Robot is not going to be able to rein him in. And we're going to end up with some kind of split like they had in season two. Um, not to the point where, you know, um, Mr. Robot is being violent against Elliot, but just there's going to be something that comes between the both of them. And um, I'm interested to see what that is going to be. I believe that because we can we kind of see that starting in the the previews for next week. It's already, I think, beginning. Is it going to be Darlene? Um mm-hmm. Um, is it going to be White Rose, you know, having something that Elliot wants or needs? Or I, I don't know, but it, there's going to be some tension there. Speaking of Darlene, when they were at All Safe and Elliot gets that phone call from um, Dolores Hayes, mm-hmm. is that his nickname for Darlene in his phone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's her nickname for herself. Oh, is it? <laughs> Yeah, I think I remember it being hers, her nickname for herself or something. Lord, and she is. I might be wrong. Yeah, like I said, I'm disoriented. She's important. Let's talk about Darlene. Oh, my! One of my other favorite scenes is when she starts to talk to him, and Elliot is just like, "Peace, I'm out." (laughs) Yes. Like tag, you're it. (laughs) I loved that so much. I loved it so much. Yeah, I oh. love that one just because of his facial expressions. I'm like, oh, oh shit. That's probably how my face would look with if I'm like that. Like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, here's Darlene. She's on her bullshit. Yeah, I, I love um, her acting, though, because, mm-hmm. I mean, really, you, you just watch her and you kind of want to go to rehab, too. Like, this, <laughs> this chick, it has gone too far. When you're just popping anything into your mouth, mm-hmm. you, you need help. And I just wonder, like, to go back to where we were before, did she really see something or is it the drugs? The copious amounts of drugs. I don't know. I, I'm open because in this show, anything could happen. So, you know. Oh, yeah, I wonder if we're going to start, if we're going to get an episode where we see what she sees. Oh, Lord. I don't like that. But, yeah, so we just have to wait and see. Yeah, Darlene POV. That yes. would be good, a Darlene point of view episode. But, girl, when she, what does she call that girl in the closet, Southern Cynic? Oh, Lord, I, I hollered, and now I can't remember what it was. Did I tweet? Did you say Mary Papa's whore? So, this Mary Papa's whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I loved it. I loved it all. I loved it all. But, I mean, Darlene has been slowly broken, too. Like, She's dealt with so much trauma and we saw her trying to be so strong and trying to be the person that she thought Elliot was and just completely fail at it. And it's like, she just seems so completely alone. Like Elliot is there, but he's not there. He's there for Angela at this point. He's not there for Darlene. Mm -hmm. And I just think about how lonely she must feel because everyone she kind of cares about who's been like, her that piece of home for her is basically gone and I don't I don't know something's gonna light a fire under her and get her back into the game and I'm just wondering what that could be I wonder if well he's gonna hook up some kind of way with Dom how how those two are gonna end up coming back together Mm -hmm. Uh, But also with Darlene, we got to remember that the last time we saw Darlene at the end of season three, Fernando came back. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, with that, I'm kind of like, okay, well, what happened between that, between the end of that scene and where we see Darlene at the start of this episode? Mm -hmm. He probably gave it all the drugs. No, yeah. Oh, could be. That is such oh, a good God. point. Oh, God. What if he is her dealer and, and, and Elliot comes across her buying from him and that's how they, they meet up again. Oh, I love it. Okay, or he's you know, using her to get to Elliot. So, hmm. Southern City, you talked about maybe Darlene did see what she saw. Um, on Twitter, at Dark Skint Daria was talking about a theory um, in Akira. We, you weren't quite here before we started recording there's supposedly a theory that some youtuber was talking about that white roses project doesn't have anything to do with time because that's been a huge theory time travel going back in time or something like that but Mm -hmm. that the project is actually cloning and so maybe that's why Darlene saw Angela that maybe it was a clone or something what do we think about this theory have you I know you are on reddit Akira so have you already heard of this? Well, actually, I haven't been on Reddit. Um, what? I saw, well, I saw some, okay, let me explain. I saw, <laughs> I saw some, somebody before the season four premiere, somebody had tweeted, like, don't go on Reddit. They're spoiling it. So I was like, okay, let okay. me see Reddit. Um, but that being said, that it's possibly cloning. 
thinking back, thinking back to back to the future part two, when um, Marty has to go into the future to get his son out of whatever shenanigan it was that his son was going to get involved. And when, so, of course, in that moment, there were those two Martys. So, yeah, I, I could see it. Southern Cynic? I, I don't know, because I think in order to have cloning, we would have to have a lot of episodes explaining how that works in this universe. Mm-hmm. Like, immediately I'm thinking, if Darlene saw a clone of Angela, then how long was White Rose making a clone of Angela? How long does this process take? Um, <clears throat> like, did she Well, we know that? how White Rose is with her time, so I would mm-hmm. imagine. And I, I just... Yeah, she's, I would imagine she's got it to where it doesn't take that long. I wonder, I just wonder, and I, I don't know. I, I, it's, in a lot of stories across different franchises, cloning comes up, and it makes me sigh. It, it's not something I want. I'll accept mm-hmm. it if it's explained right, if it you know, makes the story move along better, but I'm hoping it's not cloning. Okay. I hope that's not the, the end game here. And I don't feel like my brain is wired well enough to even theorize at this point. And I'm just open for whatever. I'm just open for everything. Mm-hmm. I just want them to explain it because it's been a long time and I want to know. I, I'm That's just, it. Just tell me. Just now. tell me. Just please tell me, Sam. Yeah. And don't make me angry about it because if this is going to be one of those situations where somebody wakes up and it's a dream. Oh, a Dallas uh, situation? No. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't think Sam would do us like that. Um, no, he, he couldn't. No. We would revolt. We would riot. But you guys brought up Dom, and I tweeted. I said, Dom is looking raggedy. <laughs> well, the last time we saw her, she saw Santiago getting hacked. Oh, people can't uh, see this video. <laughs> <laughs> For you listeners, I'm looking, it looks like I'm hatcheting. I'm, I'm axing yeah. it up. He got his yeah. chest caved in by Irving's awesome axe workout routine. Mm. Irving's yeah. off writing his book, living the good life. <laughs> and Dom oh, is in her mama's house, <laughs> not bathing. And yeah. wanting to vet anybody that comes up in that house. Mm-hmm. I love that Trudy, her mom, has that big old picture of a white rose in her bedroom. I'm surprised she didn't take that down. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm surprised Dom didn't take that ish down. Yeah, but just a thing to let, to let everybody know, white rose knows all, sees all. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. everywhere. She's everywhere. What did we think about this shift with Janice? Because, Akira, uh, oh. you tweeted you mm-hmm. tweeted, I don't trust this Janice. And I'm like, me neither, girl. <laughs> yeah, I was, I held back in what I really wanted to say. Because, of course, you know, with me, like, it was like a spidey sense tingling. I'm like, I don't trust this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, no, nah, I'm going to be, I'm gonna like, I'm going to remember, you know, my home, my home training. And I was just, I'm, I'll use her name and be like, I don't trust her. I really don't. There's, there's just something about her that I was like, uh-uh, something ain't right here. And mm-hmm. then when she showed her true self, I was like, there you go. What yeah. did I tell y'all? <laughs> and she was so smooth with it too. She was like, oh, 
Yeah, you might want to get some sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah, your mom told me you were having a hard time, you know, with all the drinking and everything. <laughs> it's like, oh, Janice, that's very rude of you. No, nah, but that wasn't even it. When <laughs> that she wasn't said how she was going to cut her mama. I will slit your mother from mouth to cunt. I yes. was like, <laughs> I was Man. like, I was Good disrespect. <laughs> Tom was like, excuse me, what? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to figure out how Janice didn't get the shit knocked out of her right then and there. I'm like, wait, what? You gonna say that about my mama? Girl, you weren't knocking Janice nowhere. She was squared <laughs> up in red tea. She had okay. backup. Did you see <laughs> the two vans outside of the house? Yeah. Yes. Yes. She wasn't tripping. Like, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let me I bet, she went, I bet she went in that house and took a shower and I'm washed not- her legs. <laughs> she said she said alexa set my alarm for 6 a.m yeah i wonder if alexa's gonna play highway man when she gets ready again oh <laughs> girl janice i i like janice they showed us in the preview that janice is sticking around i girl i'm here for women doing badassery things in the name of white rose i I'm here for it. I'm here for it all the live long day. Yes, Janice definitely let her know I did not come to play. Mm -mm. (laughs) And then she said, if you choke me, you can't choke all of us. I was like, okay. If I wasn't scared before, I am now. But White Rose has showed us that there's no place you can run. She's everywhere. And, you know, that was the one thing that Elliot said when, um, he's in his apartment and he's like I know you're listening I know you're always listening and I'm thinking if you know he's always listening why are you saying this shit out loud so much like I and I just feel like Elliot is just being so reckless like there were so many warning signs when they went to Garson's apartment from the get-go that it was just off you know Mm -hmm. Mr. Robot saying this is the quietest apartment in Manhattan going in and everything's covered in dust when just before in the other scene they were saying how this dude his social media he takes pictures of everything but you go into his place and it's covered in dust it's like the door was open before you even got there it's like the old Elliot wouldn't have gone in there and I think this is another way of of Sam just showing us you know Elliot is not the Elliot we knew but and and again, I think this is later on down the road, things like this are going to be the split between them because Mr. Robot tried to tell him, let's mm-hmm. take our time and do our research here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Ella's like, no, the last guy, it took us two weeks to do that. And two weeks is nothing in the grand scheme of everything that's happened. I think you can wait another week or two to check this guy out and, you know, see what's happening here. But nope, you march into this apartment guns caught and everything and and this is what happens you get snatched and he did to the tune of don't worry be happy <laughs> I love that song <laughs> which i want to point out and thanks to at f society zero zero they gave us a timeline this person is dedicated and they have gone through all the episodes and created a detailed timeline so i just looked up when did don't worry be happy get released and it was released in 1988, which is allegedly the year that Angela was born. So, little connection there. 
Mm-hmm. But mm, that was yeah. stressful. Watching our yeah. little pocket prince be manhandled. No, he can't mm-hmm. fight. Well, yeah. The, yeah, the visual. Yeah. The, yeah, the visual with the song and everything. But for me, anytime I hear that song, I'm just taken back to dance classes. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Lord, this song. <laughs> I'm like, let me get down on the floor and do some crunches because that's always all we did in that class during that song. Like, man, okay, so you want my stomach to turn in knots again? <laughs> exactly. That's what Sam wants with that old ass iPod and them fruity pebbles. I don't know. I still, and then look, the ticking clock was bad. I was thinking about you, Southern Cynic, when they were in that hallway and that clicking, that oh um, ticking, talking started. I'm like, I know clock. Southern Cynic is freaking out. It makes my neck tingle, man. Like, you just know we're conditioned now. You, mm-hmm. you know something's going to go down. Something's going to go down. And I, you know, I think, I don't know, did you guys assume that was the Dark Army coming to get Elliot or did you think it was something else? I thought, pro. I, I had moments where I was like, if this is Dark Army, why, I mean, would they be, would they be carrying him out like that if it was Dark Army? Wouldn't they have just handled Elliot right then and there? So, I don't know, but, yeah. Yeah, it didn't match the Dark Army M.O. It was two Mm -hmm. older white guys, no masks. Yeah. Yeah, no masks. Yeah. I think the first time I watched it, I was just so ramped up that I just assumed it was White Rose. But going and watching it the second time, it's like, it's obvious. That's Price. That's that's who he likes to deal with, these beefy white men. Not If it had been the Dark Army, it would have been much quicker. No Mm -hmm. fucking taking him back across town and... Was that crack? Was that heroin? I'm not. That a, was heroin. I'm not a drug aficionado. <laughs> that was heroin. That was heroin. So at Bacon Lava sent me a DM and wanted us to talk about the, the OD and why we didn't think Elliot died from the drugs. But I mean, one. Technically he did. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because he did see, and that was one thing I wrote in my notes is that do you remember we were having a conversation one time and I don't remember which one of you two ladies had asked the question, like, do we think there are other personalities besides Mr. Robot going on in, in Elliot's head? And um, we did kind of see that as he's, as he's expiring that his mom and his, and a young Elliot are there as well. And there's, and she's saying, well, he's saying what's going to happen to us so it's interesting that those three personas are living in him but it's always interesting to me that there's no Darlene that Darlene is the one he's always forgetting about I don't know what did you guys think when Elliot was dying um well when I was watching it the first time it brought me back to that one episode in season one where there was that scene where Elliot was tripping and he had went to this house to go get a hit mm-hmm. as he was going through his morphine withdrawal. And he was in somebody's house and he ended up getting shot and whatnot and somewhat expiring within, within that um, dream or whatever it was. So, it, yeah, it, I kind of wondered, okay, is this scene right here kind of a throwback to that moment? That's pretty much what I thought. And I was like, uh, that's where it's taking me, but I'm not really sure what to make of it. Mm-hmm. I just, I had a moment of panic because, um, again, Sam, I'm going to send him all my therapy bills. 
because um, <laughs> he comes up and tells us goodbye, friend. So rude. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I don't appreciate that. And secondly, it's, it, it was like, okay, are you really going to kill Elliot off and then we're going to have all these episodes? What What is it going to be, you know, going forward? But, oh, the him slowly not being able to breathe and the tear coming out of his eyes and, and the seeing, you know, flashes of his life. And I couldn't remember all of the flashes. Like, were they happy moments besides the last one with him kissing Angela or was it a, a hodgepodge of things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually thought that was him and Shayla. Was the, no, he the kiss the on the subway. Was, yeah, the kiss on the oh, subway. Oh, that was in there? Okay, mm-hmm. I missed that one. I think That's that was the favorite. last That's my favorite. That's my favorite. You know, I ship it. I'm, I'm sorry, I do. Yeah, but I can't I'm pretty much just like I'm just trying to see what else is going on. I'm like, I don't really have time to ship nothing. But I, I couldn't remember um, if all the little flashes before that were happy flashes, you know, because before you, when your body is like going into shock, that's what mm-hmm. your brain does to, you know, bring you out of you know the pain and the hurt but I was just wondering you know was he actually reliving happy moments of his life and did we see too many happy moments of his life in the previous seasons I don't know but um I really didn't expect Price to walk through the door you know um when he got that Narcan I I couldn't imagine who would be on the other end Mm mm-hmm because you know, he doesn't that, really have anyone. No, that 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 would have been it. And it goes back to what White Rose said, you know, um, you got to show Elliot who's the master. So I'm wondering now if Price thinks that he's going to have control over Elliot to make him do his bidding going forward. And what is his plan now? I think that when Elliot was um, about to... OD or when um, Sam was about to shoot him up, Elliot's yelling these things and kind of the same things that Angela was yelling, like, even if I die, it won't end with me. I can stop you. I know where your money is and kind of spilling all his tea. And I think that those might have been the things that Price, that were valuable to Price possibly that, hey, Elliot can hurt White Rose. Elliot can help me get back at White Rose and so I think he had value for Price and that's why he brought him back so maybe they're going to team up because we see in the preview that Price is going to step down from Ecor, which is going to anger White Rose I mean Sam gave us some some nice little snippets of the upcoming episode so they could be working together we saw Tyrell um Tyrell could be brought into the fold. You just never know. It's like they have nothing to lose. You have Price with nothing to lose, Elliot with nothing to lose. Tyrell don't have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. Yeah. Oh my God, we have the Mr. Robot Avengers here. <laughs> <laughs> this is in game, guys. Is it the is it the Avengers or is it more like Suicide Squad? Oh God! Um, I know, girl. We're gonna get tweets. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But it was good. It was so good. It was worth it. It was worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ladies think you can handle twelve episodes of this? 
no, but I'm going to get through it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a sobbing mess at the end, but I'm going to get through it and get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I handle 12? <sighs> it's going to be tough with this being the last season. Mm. It just, uh, I mean, with the whole goodbye friend, like it's crazy to sound like so sentimental about a show, but it's like this show has been a big part, a big part of our lives pretty much for the past couple of years. You yeah. know, like it's, it's brought people together that you may have never talked to in any other circumstance and everything. And then also with Sam even saying goodbye friend, it's like, but I'm not ready to say goodbye yet. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, when he turned around, I was like, Sam, what are you doing? Are you really doing this to us? But yes. <laughs> yeah. He, happily he is. He's just, I'm sure he's enjoying every minute of it, but. I do have to say, I've been so excited this past week about recording again and the show coming back and I've been talking about it and people are, it still amazes me that people don't know about Mr. Robot. So I'll say Mr. Robot and the people who watch will immediately perk up and come right over to me. But the people who don't watch, they'll be like, well, what is it? And I'm like, you know what? I really can't explain it to you because it's going to spoil it. So I don't even know what to say other than you need to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I've always said if you get to the first episode and you're not absolutely hooked within the first 15 minutes of it, I don't think the show is for you. You're absolutely right. right. And and right. I, I think it's played true because I've tried to get coworkers on it and they and they cannot get through the first 10 minutes of it. Yeah, like but I've had... I've had some people be like, oh, I used to watch that, but I really didn't like it. I'm like, okay, stop. Did you watch it or were you doing other things and the show was on? And they'd be like, oh, well, I was doing other stuff. I'm like, you can't do that with this show. You have to sit down, put your phone away, and you have to watch it and pay attention and maybe watch it a second time to really get it. You can't. This is not a play play show. No, it's not. I remember back when season one was airing, I actually used to watch I used to watch the episodes at least three times before I would even talk about, before I would feel even comfortable to even talk about it, or at least confident enough to talk about what happened in the episodes. And then like the day of a new, the day that a new episode was going to air, I would rewatch all the episodes leading up to that one. So yeah, it's one of them shows that, yeah, I would ha- I would put my phone away and everything. Well, I had to put my phone away during the first season because I was living on the West Coast at that time. And, oh, my God, that is, whew, it, it was the worst <laughs> to have to be on the West Coast while everybody on the East Coast is watching it so many hours ahead. And it's like, I want to know what happens already. And then I would hear my phone buzz, buzz, buzz. And I'm like, uh-uh, don't you reach for that phone? <laughs> yeah. I felt so bad for the West Coasters um, with this opening because spoilers went out the moment it happened. I mean, nobody cared. Yeah, even um, the official accounts and Sam was like, please, viewer, beware. Spoilers are out. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but (laughs) it's happening. Yeah. 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 Like first season, I had to mute certain accounts before you know before I was able to finally watch the episode like all right mute 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 and then after the episode was over I'm like okay I can un- unmute y'all now what were y'all saying <laughs> <laughs> well listen it was amazing it was a great 
re-entry into the Mr. Robot world. I love that it was commercial free. I'm glad that I get to talk to you ladies every week again, not like we haven't been talking for the past year or so anyway, but it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Thank you to everybody on Twitter who responded and gave us topics to discuss and questions to answer. Uh, we love y'all and we appreciate your support. So come back. We'll be back next week talking to Mr. Robot. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.